0: Welcome to the Wisconsin in Focus podcast, powered by the Center Square. I'm Bruce Walker, Midwest Regional Editor of the Center Square Newswire Service. Wisconsin in Focus is a production of America's Talking Network. You can find all of the Center Square's great podcasts at americastalking.com. And we ask you to subscribe to Wisconsin in Focus wherever you listen to your podcast. We're recording today's podcast on Thursday, December 29th, 2022, our last podcast of the year. And and joining me is our Wisconsin correspondent and former New Year's baby model, Benjamin Young. How are you today, sir? The
1: New Year's baby. I haven't heard that reference in years. Doing well. I cannot believe that we are here at the end of 2022. Knock me over uh, if, with a feather. I'm telling you. If we still wrote checks on paper. It would be the, well. Wow, how long, how far into the new year do you still write 2022 on your checks? Oh, my I, gosh. I have a feeling that somebody's going to be doing that bit come uh, come Monday. Do you still even write Chase? Where do you write the date? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I think you sort of kind of nailed the observational comedy of the 70s and 80s right there. When uh, the the younger people, the the baby boomers started to age out and then you started getting the millennials come in and, and poking fun at us because we're just a bunch of old codgers. So, hey, listen, we don't have a whole lot of time and it, it being the end of the year, I'm wondering, you know, if our uh, illustrious producer can maybe drop in some horns and noisemakers and uh, confetti and what have you. But um, because it's New Year's, the end of 2022, and we are on the cusp, we're in the doorway as a matter, uh, in know, way of speaking for 2023. Uh, don't want to belabor this, but we had several huge stories that we followed throughout the year. And I should say you followed them because you are a Wisconsinite, you are a cheesehead, and uh, let's cover what was probably the biggest story of the year, and that is the 2020 election hangover. Let's see. Let, let's see if this works. Hold
1: on. <laughs> the
0: applause, <laughs> right? That's what you're <laughs> right, looking for? Right. May, may or, old or the acquaintance be or, forgot. Yeah,
1: what there we, are we looking go. For this? Hold on. No, oh, this, this is the rim shot. There, there we, we go. go. Uh, I thought I had a oddling Aud- Aud- sign. Come on. There we go. That, that that's about all I got. Those are, those are the only preloaded yeah. sound effects that that come with this little toy. Um, See, you're, you're probably too 2022- so young. You don't
0: even remember Guy Lombardo. I mean, before the New Year's Rock and Eve, there was Guy Lombardo every every New Year's Eve, and Dick that Clark was. The-
1: and then Ryan Seacrest. Um, you know what we should have done, Bruce? If what I would have known we have that done? we were doing a year in review, I we sent should have you done this CNN style. an email this morning.
0: CNN. Oh, well, yeah, I know, what, but I was You, you and me
1: in cocktails? Well, you know, CNN says said- – We absolutely should have done this New Year's Eve style, and we could get hammered like Don Lemon and uh, just start saying, Michael Galen! So which the story of the year, which election do you want to talk about 2020 or 2022? Because they both dominated the election cycle. They both dominated the news cycle here in Wisconsin
0: over the past year. Well, I think you should just take a pile of crap in one hand, a pile of crap in the other hand and and smash them together with one giant crap ball. And let's talk about it.
1: I, I have I have an, an immense amount of experience here in Wisconsin or, or over my professional career of of covering, you know, one, one, hand, one handful of crap, the other handful of crap. That was the Illinois legislature for decades. Uh, let's start with the new news, the 2022 election. That has to be one of the top stories of the state, although. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of these year in reviews, because as as I put it, I don't know anyone who's waking up and saying, hmm, what did I miss? What was the top story of the third week of February? Linda, what was the top story of the third week of February? I, I, I don't remember. The top stories are the top story. You know them because they're the top stories. You know you're going to get a Golden um, Globe for that one. Uh, you, you, you like that? I did. Linda is my my fictional wife. watch the Vikings game, Linda. <laughs> my real wife, Michelle, does not necessarily approve of that. Uh, look, to say that in an election year, the election was the top story is, Redundant. you know, yeah. not going to win us any sort of, of Marconi awards. Uh, but this was the most expensive race for governor and U.S. Senate in the country. This was a year where all manners of Republicans thought they had this one in the bag and sort of post-election. Apparently, Governor Evers and the Democrats thought that the Republicans had this one in the bag, and it was disappointing. We saw no real surprises in Wisconsin. Republicans were expected to maintain their majority in the legislature. They did that. Republicans were expected to pick up the congressional seat in Western Wisconsin. They did that. And it was sort of a toss up for governor and U S Senate. And they split Ron Johnson, a far better candidate than Tim Michaels won his bid for a third term. That is in itself kind of unique. Wisconsin voters tend not to give people three terms. Uh, Tony Evers, the Democrat won reelection election As governor, that is expected. That is common here in Wisconsin. We tend to elect people again. You got to really screw it up or we got to really be tired of you before we want to get rid of you. Uh, So at the end, not much changed. And that's a very Wisconsin thing. Now, there were some one offs. This was the first time that a governor won when his party was in power in the White House. Uh, You saw changing demographics, the the biggest election surprise of 2022. And really, what is the story going forward was the 90 percent voter turnout in Dane County. That is a story with, as we say in the biz, legs, because that's not a one and done. It's not just 2022. Oh, there was 90% voter turnout. We're going to see that again come the spring. We're going to see that come 2024. And if Republicans in Wisconsin are going to have any chance at winning anything outside of the small counties and a shrinking area in the Wow counties, they're going to have to figure out a way to counter that. OK, well, let me let me, he- let me let me jump in there, Ben. Yeah, OK, you,
0: you published a story yesterday that uh, basically broaches new strategies that the Republicans might be pursuing. Come the 2024 election. Mm.
1: Yeah, there is a new Republican Party boss, uh, Brad Shimming. And he's talking, as I believe I wrote it, I believe I wrote this, uh, I believe I wrote it for us this way. I, you know, I I had to write this for the radio as well. Uh, But I I wrote it that he is talking like a Democrat. He's talking about early voting, and he's talking about raising money. And those are two things that, that Democrats here in Wisconsin do extremely well. They get out the vote, and they raise a lot of money and so that's sort of the easy takeaway right that's the easy takeaway from the 2022 election the, the, the more difficult is going to be engaging republican voters who still are split over Donald Trump and who are as we used to callously say in the radio newsrooms uh you know these listeners are only showing up in the obituaries that you do have a demographic shift and there are a lot of older Republican voters, and with each passing election, there are few older Republican voters, and there aren't nearly enough young voters to replace them. Uh, but yeah, the the twenty twenty two election is obviously, probably is obviously, it can't be obviously, and probably is obviously the story of the year because it was what we wrote about for half the year, twenty twenty two. Is not as impactful, though, as the 2020 election, because again, we spent how many months writing about the Gableman investigation? We spent how many weeks writing about Janelle Branchon and Robin Voss? We've spent how many weeks, how many months writing about the Wisconsin Elections Commission and the, the push to perhaps strip it of its election powers? None of those stories are going away because none of those stories are resolved. We're going to continue to have this this standoff. It may be a little less vocal. It may be a little less Mike Lindell sort of audit the machines. But the legacy of the 2020 election still stands tall here in Wisconsin. And and we did. We wrote it. We we, we wrote it, the sort of ascendancy of the Gableman investigation, and then the very quick flameout from that. You had the battle between Janelle Branchon and Robin Voss. The, the the Adam Steed insurrection, that turned out to be nothing. And the fallout from that was that Janelle Branchin was censured in the Republican caucus, disinvited. She's now running for state Senate, hoping to find a new political home. That's going to set up an interesting special election in 2023. So when you take a look at terms of probably raw copy, how many words I typed on each And maybe horse apiece between the 2020 election and the 2022 election. But when you talk about what is the bigger story, I still think the 2020 election encompasses more, touches more things. And for some people in Wisconsin, look, I talk about this on the radio almost every day. For some people in Wisconsin, the 2020 election was a far bigger deal, remains a far bigger deal than the 2022 election. They were unhappy with some of the Republican candidates and you know, good riddance to bad trash. And but they're still hanging on to 2020. So, uh, yeah, we, we had the, the 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 dual elections of 2022 to top the headline list this year. OK, well, and on top of it all, the most read
0: story of the year, and uh, I think we need to hear the applause. Are are we ready? And and I'll, I'll name it. Hold on, you, you, you got it. You got it queued up. All right, here we go. <laughs> Benyout writes about State Senator Alberta Darling resigning. That's our top story really? of the year. Yes, that's the top story of the that year. That is the top story of the year, sir. And uh, uh, you wrote they, it. You reported it. You were there. You were boots on the ground, as they say. That was the top story in Wisconsin, right? That's not the top story over it. All of, oh, of get of the over Center yourself, Ben Yount, for crying out <laughs> loud. Of course, it was Wisconsin.
1: Well, I you, you never know the the top story, <laughs> the, the most the the most. And we'll we'll talk about Alberta Darling here in a second. The, the most written, the most read story, the most popular story, the, the story that had the farthest reach that I ever wrote was about dogs in cars. It was a story that I wrote for the Illinois Radio Network, went to some radio station in wherever, downstate Illinois, and they posted it on their website. And there were so many people who were furious that Illinois did not have a law. Good Samaritan law mm-hmm. that allowed you to break the window to get a car or to get the the the, the dog out of the car. And it literally, it was the Illinois State Police are reminding people on this hot holiday weekend, don't break the window to save a dog. And it had such monstrous engagement because people came to our website to say, that's wrong. And I would break that window and I would save that dog no matter what. And I don't care what you say. I'm always interested to see what it is that clicks with the people that gets the clicks. Uh, because the stuff that we think is great, the stuff, the, 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 the stories that we write, one other real quick story, which tells you how, how much I think of the story that I wrote about Alberta Darling, that I'm telling years old stories. I was just a brand new reporter at the Capitol. And in Illinois, they passed the budget at the absolute last minute. Now, it's all but a foregone conclusion, but you need to get the vote count and you need to grab a couple of reaction quotes after. And so they'll go till midnight pass this thing at 1159. And then you'll have to stay after for another couple of hours and write the book report. And so I I, I do this and I'm all ready. Statehouse journalism. Yay. Very next morning, I wake up and I go to the, the radio station website. It's a pretty good barometer of the news. And their top story was that their local coliseum was losing money, and that's a, that's a good local story you know waste fraud abuse that's the kind of stuff we write about at center square that's the kind of stuff they were writing about then. My budget story was third I was, I was pretty proud about that I mean again, you know statewide service you're not necessarily going to be the top story state government you're not necessarily going to be the top story, so I was third, I was fired up. The second story was outrage from some neighbors. Because a bikini shop on Main Street had a mannequin in a thong. And I'm not even sure that the thong side was showing. So I always preface everything that I write with I come in second place to half naked mannequin butts.
0: But it's good to know.
1: It's good to know that Alberta Darling's retirement. Uh she is one of one of Wisconsin's longest lasting. Female lawmakers, and and she, this is this is one of the things that I find from Republican women who, by the way, do so much of the work of the party, is that they don't brag, and and women of of Alberta Darling's age just go to work and do their thing. And she spent years at the Capitol. She started in 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 the legislature in the nineteen nineties, and she had over two hundred pieces of legislation become law. She was one of the leading advocates for school reform. Here in Wisconsin, and, and she was a giant down at the Capitol, and all of the good things that were said about her after her retirement, all of them were warranted and and, and her retirement did spark this special election. Again, another Janelle Branchon reference. Uh, but of all of the things that we have written this year, that's one of these just a oh hey, here's some here's something to notice kind of stories. It wasn't investigative. We weren't breaking news. Uh, you know, there there were days that I would rush home to write stories about things that that Robin Voss had said, or we would get exclusive interviews. You know, we did a ton of stuff on legislative audits this year, and that's the one that was the most read. And I'm I'm happy for it. She absolutely deserves the attention, but I'm amazed that that was the top story of the year. Well, apparently
0: she's much beloved in Wisconsin, and uh, you know, best of luck to her in her new pasture and what does this portend for the state of Wisconsin? I mean, is there a mad
1: scramble to replace her, to claim her seat? Yes. Yes. Uh, Dan Knodel and the center square famous Janelle Branchin are the, uh, the, the, the front runners. The expectation is that Canodal is going to win this. Uh, I, I think that, that there's sort of inside the dome money, that has him as as the front runner. And then that will that will add to another election and then another another election and another election and another election. The the thing about the legislature in Wisconsin is that it is very stable and Republicans have maintained their majority for, well, years, the better part of a decade. The Senate, where Alberta Darling is retiring from, has a super majority, a veto-proof majority of Republicans. The Assembly is where the Republicans fall short this time. Um, And so, well, yep, there's going to be an election, and and, and yep, it's going to be a a key Wow County community. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alberta Darling's district runs from sort of the north shore of Milwaukee west along a couple of county lines, Menominee Falls is one of the big population centers, and the falls is one of the growing areas here in Wisconsin. So there, there's some of that, some of the micro politics, but this this does not decide the fate of the Senate. This is not Raphael Warnock and, and Herschel Walker. This is not uh, Ron Johnson and Mandela Barnes. In the state Senate, a Republican is probably going to win, and that Republican will continue to give the Republicans a veto-proof majority so uh the 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 legacy of that election isn't going to be as large as the legacy of losing Alberta darling, but she said it's time, and she's ready to to go and 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 move on and you know wish her, wish her the best and you know this is this is the this is part of the was the old Jerry Seinfeld joke that you know after a while with baseball teams the players change. And so you're just rooting for laundry. (laughs) It's capital. It it just becomes the alphabet. It's, it's an R and a D and the names change and the people move on. And so, yeah, this, this one, she will be missed. She was, she was uh, one of my first interviews up here in Wisconsin. Very, very smart woman. Um, But yeah, you know, I, her replacement, the, the election to replace her, I don't imagine will be the top story of 2023. Fair enough. Fair enough,
0: okay, this is another high ranking highly read story of yours, and it was kind of a joke on the part of the Republicans. Uh, they were basically doing a, a spit take on the Republicans, and that was the medical marijuana hearing that was called on 420 and you got to give some background information on that one Ben i'm I'm waiting with bated breath.
1: <laughs> it's the crickets. The crick the crickets are are, are, are the, the 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 part that you need there. Uh yeah. Look. I foresee a day when there is some sort of legal marijuana in Wisconsin. And once you legalize medical marijuana, generally you re- you legalize regular marijuana not very far behind. I I I I'm not sure if NCSL or Alec has has written a piece on this but it's generally about five years uh, that, you know, you say, okay we're going to treat pot as medicine. And then within five years, you're starting to see votes on. Well, I mean, maybe we should just let people smoke dope and, you know, adults do adult things. The the hang up has been Republicans largely in the Wisconsin Senate. And so this this hearing on medical marijuana, to throw a bone to the Democrats, the Republicans scheduled it on April the 20th. And and if you don't know the legend, and I'm not 100% sure if this has been proven true, but the legend is that a couple of young people, high schoolers in the 70s in California, would get together every day after school at 20 minutes after four o'clock, and they would smoke their joints. And so 420 has become the code, I guess, for something, something marijuana, and so right, you know, the, and, and the, the doomed uh, hearing, Quentin Tarantino you know, oh, and uh, right, Pulp Fiction, Cheech and Chong, and Chi yeah, and Chong, everybody, sure. yeah. The, the 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 doomed hearing on a doomed marijuana legalization plan was scheduled for four twenty, man. <laughs> but this is something. This is something that's not going away. Governor Evers has made it very clear that in his budget he is going to propose legal marijuana it's not going to happen. The Republicans will strip it out. But each time you see more Republicans start to say, well, maybe. And I would not be surprised to see some sort of serious study, serious conversation about medical marijuana, because 27 states treat pot as medicine. 11 states fully legalize it. Illinois is not doing the Wisconsin marijuana supporters any favor because every single time there is an update, the sheriffs in the border counties come and say, this is how much dope we seized from people coming back from Illinois, where it is absolutely legal. And you get a Bears Packers game and you get some idiot who didn't realize that you can't pop your THC gummies as you drive up 43 here in Wisconsin. And so you see those stories as well. Uh, The the Speaker of the Assembly, Robin Voss, has been open to the idea of taking a look at medical marijuana. The more conservative leader of the Wisconsin Senate, that'd be Devin Lemahue, is not that open. Governor Evers and Democrats would give Republicans any and all votes that they have. They just don't have enough to make up for whatever would be lost. Uh, But yeah, marijuana is going to be one of the issues in 2023 because it may be one of the issues where we could see some cooperation between the governor and the legislature. You got to remember that for the past four years, the governor and the legislature haven't agreed on anything. You you, You could say, hey, it's 420. No, it's not. It's 419. They really just haven't gotten along. And so when you have these issues where there's some potential agreement, some potential compromise, that's going to be part of the fabric of 2023. I I do not need I would not bet any money that we're going to get legal weed in Wisconsin in 2023. Maybe a study committee, maybe a serious look at the issue, but uh, not legal. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe maybe two four twenties from now. Okay,
0: well, let's close out with uh, a projection. Uh, We've got your legal marijuana projection for 2023. What about uh, tax relief in Wisconsin? I mean, you're talking about being still awash in federal dollars from bailout programs, and as well as the uh, new omnibus bill that was just signed in Washington. So, uh, is there going to be any movement whatsoever that stands a snowball's chance to pass for eliminating
1: income tax in Wisconsin? I don't see him eliminating it. I really don't. I, I, I see that legislation passing, but there's no way the governor signs it that you've got an awful lot of reform groups. Former governor Walker is all about eliminating the income tax the badger institute uh i i believe will wisconsin institute for 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 law and liberty uh, a the uh, americans for prosperity afp they're all on board and and again you know there are what nine states that don't have a state income tax and and we wrote stories about this in two different ways this week we 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 wrote about the interview with senator capinga and we also wrote about the census snapshot and and how wisconsin added just 12,000 people most of them moving in from other states actually most of them moving in from out of country and then moving in from out of state we're not birthing enough people in the state but if you take a look at those census numbers texas grew florida grew tennessee grew washington state grew nevada grew even alaska grew and, and and those are five six of the states that don't have Income taxes. We really could be a beacon in the Midwest without an income tax. And look, there are places you can live in Wisconsin that put you less than an hour from Chicago. There are places you can live in Wisconsin that put you less than an hour from Minneapolis. And of course, Milwaukee is a beautiful area, Madison, a beautiful area as well. There is going to be something done with taxes. Whether it's moving to a flat tax, whether it's a tax cut, whether it's eliminating taxes, that remains to be seen. Governor Evers is going to need more money for local governments, particularly for Milwaukee. Milwaukee is looking at a pension bomb. Their pension payment in 2023 doubles, essentially. They don't have the money to pay it right now. They're sure as heck not going to have it next year. And so in order to get something from the legislature to help Milwaukee, the governor's going to have to give something that Republicans want. And that's going to be privatizing a bunch of stuff in Milwaukee, pension reform for Milwaukee, or just a, a, you know, a blank check for Republicans to do what they want to government in Milwaukee because you know, government in Milwaukee is very big and very expensive. That's going to be the price. Something's going to have to come from our Democratic friends to be, you know, part of the grand bargain. And so what what kind of tax reform could you get for that? That's going to be interesting. What what, what sort of support is the governor willing to offer for a Republican tax cut, a Republican tax overhaul? He's already talked about he doesn't want to do anything that's going to hurt working families. The governor's already poo pooed the idea of a flat tax. You know, this is a tax and spend governor. So if I got to look into my, my crystal ball, if I've got to sort of put on my Nostra Benis hat <laughs> and look forward, I'd, I'd put the chances for tax reform at 75-25. I think it's going to happen just what is going to happen that's when you start to don't don't lay that bet but there is a crisis coming for the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee is going to need some help from the state and the only way that republicans are going to offer that help is if they get something that they want in return and what they want more than anything else because again they'll write the state budget again they'll block the governor's social reforms they'll stymie the governor's education reforms what republicans are going to want tony evers to sign is some kind of tax policy change and there's there's your story for 2023 what gets part what gets what gets included in a grand bargain in madison which we haven't seen in forever well okay Thanks a lot, Ben, and happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. I, 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 hold on, let me let me let me send us send us out here with uh, with
0: Aww. <laughs> Benjamin Yeown is the Center Square's Wisconsin Correspondent, and Wisconsin in Focus is powered by the Center Square. It's a production of America's Talking Network, and you can find all of the Center Square's great podcast at americastalking.com. That's americastalking.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bruce Walker, Midwest Regional Editor of the Center Square Newswire Service. Listen for another episode of Wisconsin in Focus next week, and have a Happy New Year, everybody.